welcome everybody so excited about this look when i, I love the little things that are not planned and my mother-in-law has been in town to visit and she's like yaku you got to get this guy on your show he's in he's in town I'm like who is it steve hemphill welcome thank you it's an honor to be here and for those who don't know you which i honestly hope there's a lot i do because i love it when people get introduced to something this powerful and new right it's almost like Amen. a steroid shot in the arm a there spiritual steroid shot <laughs> uh people are do not change this dial for one minute uh, because i think this is going to impact people's lives significantly we try the show's called the bottom line because it's really it's it get down to no matter what the social conversation is whether it's abortion where's god in it what's the bottom line what's the real Amen. where where do we find it love it i'm gonna throw something out there you do a thing called staking yes. property. Now, if I say staking property, people will go, is he a land surveyor? Or if we say staking property, but it's something to do with the, with the spiritual realm, they may go, stakes, that doesn't sound that great. It is amazing. Well, <laughs> Why don't you just, in brief, tell us what it is, and then I want to backtrack to your okay. history. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to start out by saying, I think Satan has taken the land, and we're going to mark it off and take it back one house at a time, one neighborhood at a time, one city at a time, one church at a time, one state at a business. time. Business. One business at a time. Yeah. We, we have Bible verses on tent stakes. We stake the corners of the property. We read the verses out loud and pray and ask God to take over as ownership. He owns the planet, but we're giving it to him, the part that we control or, or that we're connected to. Sometimes we're staking uh, homes of people we love, uh, maybe people who've walked away from God. We're staking our own home for protection. Sometimes you put up walls to keep the enemy out, and sometimes you put up walls to contain the enemy. We've staked out um, um, strip clubs, and yeah. they lost their license. I mean, I could tell you literally thousands of stories, but it's an act of faith, and it's the power of the Word of God. And I have some cool stakes, but it's not the stake. No. It's faith. And, and we're going to get into that. I want to go re bottom. We want to real deep here. But just for, for people, they go, okay, hold up, Yaku. What <laughs> is this show? What we're talking about here, may I? Sure. We're talking about steaks, tent steaks. Very well made, by the way. And there's a story behind them, and it's Steve to tell. It's not mine to tell. He's going to tell it. But there's there's scripture on here. I mean, there's, there's actual... 16 verse references on 16 each 16 verse references. Ezra 8, 21, 22. Job 11, 18. Job 1, uh, 1 10. John 7, 17, 11. So take me back. Okay. Way back. Born okay. and raised where? Born and raised in Mason, Texas, down in the hill country near Fredericksburg. Beautiful. Dad I love Fredericksburg. A, goodness. Uh, it's a pretty area. Oh, my Blue goodness. bonnets and People lots of People think Texas don't have hills. Go to Fredericksburg. That's right. We got some hills. I grew up there. Uh, mm -hmm. Dad was the mayor when he died very unexpectedly in the summer of 2000. And my little brother and I were looking for his will, and he had an old heavy safe in the back of his office. We start digging in there looking for the will. We find a thick sealed envelope from Dad addressed to me and my brother, but on the outside, Dad had written our names. And he said, if you boys find this after I'm dead, do not open this envelope. It's not important. Destroy this envelope without opening it, Dad. And it's signed and dated uh, five wait, months before wait, he accidentally wait, died. Wait, what? <laughs> he takes an envelope. Yes. Seals it. Yes. Put your names on the outside. And it's thick. It's It's got... It's There's thick. stuff in there. Yeah. Right? It's got yeah. some weight to it. Yeah. And he writes... 
Do not open this. Do not open this. If I'm not living, destroy it without opening it. Dad, what, so would, you, you, what th- would you do? do you, well, as a boy, you're going to open that thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But Well, maybe. I was raised without a father. Maybe you'll honor your father and not open it. But I think, I think typically you'd open it. But do you think, before you even tell us, before you even go further, do you think he intended to give it to you while living? If he had lived, there was something in it he wanted to explain. And he needed to be there to explain it. That's my guess. Did you open it? No, we burned it. Yep. Without reading Cause, it. Because Dad said burn Hardest it. thing I've ever done in my yeah. life. I think about it every day. If you beat me to heaven and you want to know what's in it, you can look him up. His name's Jamie Hemphill. Yeah, you know, and that's that's amazing that you would honor your father like that, honor his wishes. But you had, probably you had to a, know him. Probably a tough, a really tough... Oh. Um, uh, the bottom line was there's a resurrection. And when I meet Dad again in the yeah, resurrection, you, he'll tell you what's in the letter. I, and and no. I want to, I want him to say, I want to hold my head up. Yeah. I did what you said. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want him to be proud yeah. of me. A hundred percent. And 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 looking at it that way for sure. But I'd say, I, I, when you ask me what would you, me personally, if I got a letter from my dad, number one, that would be amazing. <laughs> but secondly, um, would have would not have opened it, destroyed it somehow. But I think. Conventionally, probably most kids would open it. Yeah. Um, a few tell me they get their best friend to open it and tell them what was in it. That uh, way they didn't disobey, but they found out what they wanted to know. We're conniving. We justify oh, what so we can, really oh, want to do. No, we can ju- in this nation today, we can justify just <laughs> yes. about any sin. That's any right. sin, and That's it's right. not right. Okay. Raised in the church? Yes. Okay. So was I. Got amazing mom. The woman can walk on water. Praise yeah. Jesus. She's amazing. Here comes this thing. The first, The first time I encounter spiritual warfare without it being declared as spiritual warfare because I was raised in a Dutch Reformed church which is as legalistic yeah. as they come. Yeah. We were kicked out of the Dutch Reformed church because my mom and dad went through divorce. Yeah. My dad is the one who went off with different families right. and people but they blamed my mom and they said, hey, you and the kids so it's, it's counterproductive. It's not God's heart. It's not right. who he is. But we, growing up, we had 13 home invasions. 13. Single mother, wow. South Africa, yeah. in the middle of apartheid, a incredible crime. Wow. 13 times people came into our home, probably half of that, six or seven times we were in the home when they came in. Yeah. I want you to think about that. Yeah. There's no gun. Yeah. There's nothing. My mom is literally one night yelling out, Yaku, get the gun. As a 12-year-old boy, I know we don't have a gun, but she's oh. yelling this so that they those hear who are, it. Yeah. Right? It's insane, but yet God protects us. Mm-hmm. One night, one morning, we woke up at 10 a.m. My mom was a school teacher. It's a school day. We woke up at 10 a.m. And we figured out that we were we were gassed. They gassed us. They had a meal in the kitchen. Oh, wow. Took out all the furniture. The only things left were the beds we were sleeping on. They were in the bedroom. Oh, my goodness. While sleeping. I mean, that is God's protection in a Absolutely. way that is un- unbelievable. Absolutely. Then we experienced spiritual warfare because you can imagine little yeah. kids' fear and all the things oh, yeah. that come from that, you know. And I'll never forget, I didn't know at the time what it was, but I started getting this feeling that if I lay on, when I laid on my bed at night, that I couldn't get up. Felt like I was yeah. being sucked into the bed, right? Yeah. And if people, if, you've, if you're relating to this, please message us on the show. But I felt like there was a weight and I would just pray and then I would get up. It was like there's yeah. a you know a lot of college kids are getting that sleep paralysis. Wake up and can't move. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and it's not sleep paralysis. No, it's the enemy. It's an enemy. It's a demonic attack. That's right. Right, because somehow it thinks it has right of passage. That's right. And I say all this to say the following: If we say my father owns 
the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns the hills also. That's right. Right? And so what you're doing, Steve, is you're doing what he does by name. He's the redeemer. Right. You're, de- right. you're redeeming it. Is that right. fair? Yes. And, so and tell us about this well, now. How do you all, get to this place? I can relate to you because I was raised ultra-conservative a cappella Church of Christ. I'm the last guy on the planet you should be hearing any miracle stories from. Any supernatural. Yeah. yeah. We never talked about the Holy Spirit. We never talked about demons. We said that only happened in the first century. Mm-hmm. So here I am in that conservative background. And um, I wrote my first book on heaven after Dad died. My search. We're going to feature all these books. We're going to put yeah. them up for people to see. So and, talk, tell me about this. And, well, uh, that that envelope created in me a deep curiosity to know about heaven. All of a sudden, Dad is in heaven, and I have never heard a sermon on it. How do Olympic athletes have the discipline to eat right and exercise and train day after day, even though it's so tough? They're picturing their goal, accomplishing their goal. Well, without vision, people And and we don't even talk about heaven. It's our goal. And so Satan loves that. Yeah, like what is heaven? Yeah, yeah, so I I couldn't find any books. There were no books on heaven in 2000 when my dad died. So I started doing my own research. Two hours a day for seven years. Got talked into writing a book. Two guys came to me and said, God said, tell you, you're supposed to write a book about heaven. I said, you never even knew my dad. You know, why would you tell me? I don't know. God said, tell you, you got to write a book about your dad and about heaven. And after the second one did it, neither one of them knew dad. I said, okay, I guess I'm going to have to do this. So I started praying, Lord, give me the uh, chapter titles and the order they go in. Yeah. I was already marking my Bible up. I had verses on resurrection, on rewards, on our new body, all the different categories that had to do with eternity with God. But I didn't know how to put it together. So I said, Lord, you sent two people to tell me to write a book. So I need help. I'm asking you for the chapter titles and their, and their order that they go in. I woke up at 3 a.m. in the morning, and it was like a recorded message. Chapter 1 is this. Chapter 2 is this. chapter, And I wrote it down. That's how I came up with the Something chapter. Something very similar happened to me with my book I'm, I'm, I'm finishing now. I, I just I got a publishing deal, and I couldn't write a book for a year and a half. And the publisher's like, yeah. where's your book? I go, I, I, I have nothing. Yeah. And I was in, I was in, uh, in Tel Aviv, Israel. Yeah. And I went to the beach in Petah Tifa. And I'm on the beach, and God says, we start writing the book now. Here's chapter one. And I'm walking up and down the beach, and I'm just preaching a sermon into it, into, into a voice Recorder. recording. Yeah. I just thumbed through this book. I've never had this book in my hand. I thumbed through this book, and I just stopped. And the first thing my eyes fall on is the merging of heaven and earth. And we are told to pray on earth as it is in heaven. Your will be done on earth as it and is in heaven. And what you're doing with staking properties, you're exactly. literally bringing down the dominion exactly. and the power. Exactly. So this was the prerequisite for me to do everything else on spiritual warfare. Okay. Um, I started to write a second book on prayers Satan hates, my search for prayers Satan hates. And in this book, I was, I would, uh, I guess you'd say, I asked God to give me something special to put in it to really help people. Yeah. I don't want to write another book to make money. I want to write a book to make a difference, if you know what I mean. Well, that's that's the only way we do this that's show. The only mean, way it works. It has to. Our, my yeah. prayer for the show every time we have a view today is, God, change lives, change hearts. Yeah. yeah. So right after I prayed that, Lord, give me something special to put in here to help people. Right after that, a, a, a local church leader in Longview, Texas, where I live, called me and said, Steve, is it true that your next book is going to be on spiritual warfare? And I said, yeah, why? He said, I've got a buddy who's not a Christian, and I've been trying to bring him to Jesus for 25 years. He's a great guy. He's a good friend. Our, our kids are friends. We hunt together, but he's mad at God about some things that happened a long time mm-hmm. ago, and he can't get over it. But right now, he has a spiritual warfare problem, and I'm thinking maybe this is our chance to convert him. If I set up a meeting with you and him, would you talk to him? And I said, well, sure. I don't know if I can help or not, but I'll try. So I meet Bill. 
And I, you know, we're talking face to face. And I said, but what's wrong? What's your spiritual warfare problem? And he looks at me dead serious and says, I have demons on my property. I'm getting ready to commit suicide. I just wanted to talk to you first. And he knew. And he knew. I didn't know what to say to that. Yeah. You know, I had no background. Yeah. It's called deliverance. I don't even, I've read about yeah. it, but I don't know anything <laughs> about it, you know? And so he's telling me all the reasons why he's got demons. He's got nightmares. He's got suicidal uh-huh. thoughts. He's got financial problems. He's got attacks from his friends. And he's just sick. He's sick. He's sick to death. And he's ready to kill himself, planning his suicide. And I'm praying while he's talking. Lord, tell me what to say. Yeah. He's not a Christian, yeah. and I don't know how I to help relate. this. And Deuteronomy 6 pops in my head. You're living in a world full of evil. So be sure and put my word on your gates and doors. Yes. And the Jews took that literally. They didn't say, oh, that's just symbolic. Well, you no, no, no. It was a commandment. The angel of death came Absolutely. and said, you, you, by this time, blood on the doorpost. you've got blood on the doorpost and I will pass you by. And of course, we carried that forth. I mean, and, yeah. and I'll t- yeah, no Since question. then, I've learned that many Messianic Jews and Orthodox Jews will even stake the corners of their property along with the mezuzah. I didn't know that yes. at the time. Yes. But I've later learned that. So that verse pops in my head, and I'm thinking, how do I use that in this modern setting? And then it sort of clicked, and I, I stopped. I said, Bill, stop just a second. Don't kill yourself yet. Let's do something bizarre. You know, the Bible's full of bizarre stories. There's talking snakes and walking on water and resurrections and virgin birth. Let's take some normal old tent stakes and put Bible verses on them and put them all the way in the ground on the four corners of your place and read the verses together and pray and ask God to make it stop and see what he does. I'm literally grasping at straws trying to help a guy who's about to kill himself. But that was not grasping at straws, as you know very well. That was divine intervention. God is literally speaking through you. Take a hold of 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 a willing heart to help a guy. And God says, I can use that. That's right. I can use that heart and spoke destiny. So we did that. And some with 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 Bill. With Bill. Yeah. And some bizarre things happened. Too too long a story to tell you now, but everything changed. The next week he wanted uh, to be baptized and and he's a faithful Christian now. He prays for me every day. Still alive, didn't commit yeah. suicide. Uh, I, I was in contact with him. In fact, we just interviewed him. He was willing to go on camera live. Demons just, leaving his property. He tells the whole story. Come on. It's, we did a three hours of interview. They cut it to 12 minutes and we were about to post it on the website, active-faith.org. And uh, his real name is Bob. We call him Bill because I was trying to keep his name. Yeah. I don't want to embarrass him if he's not ready to share. He's He says, this has changed my life and I want to go public with it. So he came to my house and a crew that films for Rightway Media came to my house free. I didn't even ask them. They volunteered. We want to help what you're doing. Fit three days, and he was one. Of, he was the first one they filmed. And wow. It's an amazing story. He tells the whole thing. We're about to put it public out on the on the website. Well, you know, I, so my mother-in-law is an amazing, just an amazing person. She's been on the show before, and she's 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 she ro- risen to the top of many industries of what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And she tells me, Yaku, you've got, you, you've got to, you know, you, you've got to get him on. You got to get Steve on your show. <laughs> And I said, well, where uh, is he? No, he's in Dallas today. And I said, well, come on. So tonight, after the show, I'm staking my property. All right. Now, what we do, I woke up one morning. I told you this before the show. I woke up one morning at 3 o'clock in the morning. And God asked me a question. Um, he said, he asked me this question. And we have this relationship. I wake up and there's a conversation going. Yeah, and yeah. it's a real conversation. That, that started in 2009, July 16th. It's a whole different uh, testimony of God taking me out of my body and, yeah. and, and taking me up to the upper prayer room sure. and, and cra- crazy stuff. 
Never experienced any of that. Never did I hear a prophetic word over my life Yeah. until 2009, July 16. Never did I, would I tell you, I heard from God. I loved him. I served him. Yeah. I believed in him. Yeah. Jesus was my Messiah, my Savior. I'm half Jewish. Yeah. My grandmother skipped the Holocaust. This is crazy stuff, but I'm raised Christian. But all of a sudden, I'm encountering God's voice yes. and strange stuff, seeing angels, yeah. encountering demons. So God asked me this particular morning a number of years ago, and he said, Yaku, what kind of a pillar are you building? Mm. And I'm thinking, and it's, it's audible, and I'm thinking, mm. Lord, am I supposed to build something? <laughs> and he goes, no, your wife is a pillar. What kind of a pillar are you building? Mm. I said, God, what does that mean? And he said, you will lean on her, and you, you want to have a pillar of granite that when you lean yes. on her, she stands on the Word of God, Amen. otherwise she'll fall. And he starts talking me through how to build that pillar. But simultaneously, he tells me, I want you to plead the blood of Jesus over your house. Yes. But not just over your house. And he talks me through, which now for probably seven, eight years straight, every single night. This is just part, I can't leave the house anymore without doing this or go to bed. Yeah. I go to every door, I touch the door, and I claim the blood of Jesus over yes. that door, the windows. And then my kids all of a sudden, I want to lead you into a story that you told me. My kids all of a sudden just don't sleep well. And God says, touch their bed, declare, plead, claim the, claim the room, claim, the, claim their sleep, claim their dreams. Yes. Changed everything. I'm sure it did. Everything. Nightmares don't come from God. They come from the enemy. So you told me a story. You okay. read me something. I did read you something. Before I, before I get to yes. that, I want to I catch you up just a little more on the, on the backing up thing. Please do. Once the thing ha happened with Bill, whose real name is Bob, my concern was, how do I write this story and not look weird to my friends? Yeah. Because I don't have any experience in this arena. And so I'm trying to do that. And the phone rings. My wife answers the phone one night. And this lady goes, Mary Lynn, is it true Steve's next book is Spiritual Warfare? I said, she said, yeah. She said, I got to talk to him right now. Can I come over right now? She was all frantic. Mary Lynn said, come over. She'd been on a mission trip with her church overseas. And she'd been back six weeks. She's a teacher. She lives alone. And now she's having terrifying demonic nightmares every night at 3 a.m. on the clock, right on the nose. Where did she, she go? Huh? Where was the mission trip? Japan. Wow. And she came back with a couple of items from Japan, which uh -huh. I recommended she burn. Idols. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, they were connected to idols. Yeah. And, uh, and so anyway, she burned those. That was part of the problem. But she also, uh, she, she started describing that nightmare stuff. And I said, I never heard of that. But I later found a verse, Job 4, 13 to 17, was what she was describing. It says... Job 4, 13 to 17, NLT says, It came to me in a disturbing vision at night when people are in deep sleep. Fear gripped me. My bones trembled. A spirit swept past my face. My hair stood on end. That's Job 4, 13 to 16. That's what she's describing. She says, what do I do? I said, I don't know, but Bill's going to kill himself. And we put Bible verses on tent stakes. You might want to try that. You know, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm learning my way. I'm feeling my way through this. And she does. She went to Army Navy, bought steaks, wrote verses, stood them in the corners of her apartment, read them out loud and prayed. No more nightmares. They'd gone on for six weeks every single night, and they stopped immediately. Next thing you know, they're inviting me to come to her school and stake out her school. It's a public school. We did it at night when no one knew, and the man causing all the problems there, a young teacher in his 30s, immediately had a heart attack and died. And all the problems went away. Now, I'm not happy somebody died. But when kids are at risk, God seems to get serious. Better to have a millstone tied around your neck and thrown uh, to the bottom of the sea than lead a child astray. Our, our main work is fighting so, child sex So it trafficking. starts exploding. So, yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm going to tell you a story more dramatic than what I read to you on the email that came today, but this is one of the more dramatic stories. I spoke at a conference in North Texas for a bunch of church leaders a few years ago, and I taught this, this stuff. And at the end, I'm at my book table answering questions. People are buying steaks and books. And I say, you make your own, but I have them here. And people were supportive, you know. So one guy is standing off real tall, looking at me, just staring. And I met eyes with him, and I said, do you need to talk to me? And he said, privately when you finish. I said, well, just hang around then. Well, 30 minutes later, they're all gone. Me and him sit down on the church pew at the back. And he says, uh, I have three kids. We homeschool. Um, we've had some financial trouble, but I'm, I've got a good job now. And we're working our way out of those problems. I'm concerned about Emma, my oldest daughter's name, Emma. She's 10, but three years ago when Emma was only seven, she, she had a personality change. Her, her schoolwork suffered. She wouldn't do her work. She'd argumentative. All of a sudden, she, she wouldn't respond to discipline like she always had. Her kind heart just went away. She started saying ugly things to us. I said, what kind of things? Well, she'd say, I'm going to cut you with a knife, make you bleed. I'm going to kill you to her own family. Now, she doesn't even get on the internet. And, and we homeschool, so where she, we know she's repeating something she's heard. She's hearing. She's That's hearing right. from demons. That's right. Yeah. That's what it was. So uh, I said, he told me that she wouldn't tell him who, where she heard it. Mm. Finally, they sat her down one day and said, Emma, we're not getting up until you tell me I'm your father. I'm your authority in your life. You need to, I need to know who you're hearing that from. And finally, she admitted she heard it from Legba. Legba. L-E-G-B-A. Yeah. And they said, well, thank you for telling us, honey. Who is Legba? And she said, I don't know, Daddy. He's the one that comes every night, sits at the foot of my bed and watches me while I sleep. Christian family, active in church. They go to church three times mm -hmm. a week. Should, should send chills absolutely. down people's spine. It did me, even just hearing it. Retelling yeah. it reminds me how mm -hmm. it made me feel. So he said, uh, that was three years ago, and we didn't know who to share it with, but things got worse and worse. We were scared to tell our preacher. We were afraid they were going to think I were crazy. But it got so bad, we finally went to the preacher. And he had read this. This is my third book, What Are the Stakes? God Markers on the Land. And so uh, he, he told me about you, and he said, uh, we didn't want to share it with anybody else yet, and we weren't ready to call you for a question. And I'm meeting him, hearing this story now, but he, this was three years before this had happened, and the preacher had told him about me. And so the preacher said, well, I'll tell you what, if you don't want to call Steve yet, prayer is powerful. Do you want me to come over and pray with Emma? He said, oh, that'd be great. So said, he did. And things got a lot better. We were real encouraged. Prayer's powerful. He said, but it didn't go away completely. And it comes, it comes back some. And, mm -hmm. and so um, I love the idea of the stakes that you've brought today with verses. But $15 for four stakes, I just don't have $15. I'm recovering from some financial stuff. And I said, oh, never mind. Then they're free. Let me just give you four of them. Here's the instruction sheet. You've got it right there. This is how you do it. You just It's simple. You know, Read the verses out loud. Do it as a family. Pray together when Absolutely. you finish. It's real simple. And he said, oh, thank you so much. And so I drive home. It's five hours home. Never before have I had a dream about somebody like this. I dreamed about Emma that night. She was seven when this started. She's 10 now. In the dream, I realized that I needed to call the dad and get, her to get him to ask Emma three questions. So the next day at noon, I finished. I'd been gone for several days. I had to go to the bank and the post office. About noon, I said, I got to call him. So I picked up the phone and called. It rang once, and he answers. He's walking in the door coming home for lunch at noon. 
he answered the phone. I said, hey, man, this is Steve. I'm, I know this may sound crazy. I've never had this happen, but I had a dream about Emma last night, and I think you need to ask her these three questions. Write this down. He said, okay, let me get a pencil. I said, ask her, did Legba touch her? Did Legba give her anything? Did Legba introduce her to anyone? So he wrote it down, and he said, okay, we homeschool. She's right here. I'll call you right back. So in five minutes, he called back, and he said, okay, he never touched her. He never gave her anything. But when we said, Emma, did he introduce you to anyone? She said, well, sure, Dad. He introduced me to all his friends. Well, if he's a demon, guess what they are? Yep. Yeah. And she said, also, uh, uh, he invited me to go to Funland with him sometime. Funland? What's Funland? I don't know, Dad. I th- he made it sound like it was an amusement park. I never went. And he said, well, do you remember when the preacher came and prayed with you three years ago when this first started? She said, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. And after that, he couldn't talk to me. He still came every night and watched me and sat on the foot of my bed, but he couldn't talk. They bound him. They bound him, but he was not driven out. They didn't cast him out. He was not driven out. And they said, well, did he ever leave? She said, yes, he finally left because I realized he was getting mad because he couldn't talk to me anymore. So he started looking at the other bed and my sister. And I realized he's going to start talking to my sister. And I jumped out of bed that night and I said, you get out of here for good. You need to leave. Leave my sister alone. And that's when he finally left, when the little girl told him. So I heard that part of the story and I said, oh, okay, write this down. There's another question. I just immediately knew one more question. I can't explain how I knew. I just knew. I said, write this down. I said, ask her, is there a magic word or secret way you can always go to fun land if you want to? So he wrote it down. And they hung up and he asked her, said, Emma, is there a magic word or secret way you can always go to Funland if you want? They asked her that question and she just started shivering and looking at the floor. And she sat there for a long time and said, Emma, we're not getting up till you answer the question. And she sat there shivering and finally she looked up and she said, yes, daddy, but I'm not allowed to tell you that. Why would a seven, she was seven when it started, she's 10. What what does it mean she's not allowed? They threatened something. Of course, of course. If you reveal that, I'll hurt your sister, I'll hurt your daddy. Mm -hmm. And so I explained, hey, you know, you got the Holy Spirit because you're Christians, that's a defense against the enemy's offense and all that. So I encouraged her, you know, she was asking about baptism. I said, keep talking, get her engaged in the word, you know. So I hung up and I, I called a preacher friend of mine in Little Rock and told him this whole story. And 30 minutes later, he called me back and he said, have you Googled? Legba? I said, no, why? He said, just go Google Legba. There's whole websites on how to worship Legba. It's a, it's a voodoo god from Haiti, and he, he does tricks, and he's a trickster, and he gets in in fun and secret ways, and you worship him by, by sacrificing a chicken on an altar in your backyard, and his colors are red and white, and you, you sprinkle chicken butt on the four corners of the altar, and then you throw salt over your left shoulder, and you chant this chant, Papa Legba, Papa Legba, you're the one that we adore. How does a seven-year-old girl know the name of a voodoo god no, from no, Haiti. No, it's a demon speaking to her at night. And look, we not. this is not, this is, you know, I always say, you know, Elon Musk is a fellow South African and he does great work and he's talking about AI, AI, artificial intelligence. This is artificial. Yeah. The spirit is what's real. That's right. This learns. This the is spirit, temporary. This is temporary. <laughs> this is just a body, like yeah. a vehicle, yeah. right? And it, so we, we have to start engaging in this country in spiritual, Amen. supernatural, Conversations. It should be required conversation Absolutely. for every Christian. Absolutely. And start in training them how yes. to go to war. Yes. Because we are in a war, and the master of all declared Satan unfit for heaven, kicked him out, yep. defeated him through the cross, the resurrection, and we're walking around as Christians as if a Marine never went through boot camp. That's right. We're, we're Not able beat up. to... Not able to engage, That's right. but part of the team. 
Yeah. But we're, can't engage. The enemy's beating us up, and we think it's a discipline of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We don't even know what's no. going on. No. We're oblivious. It's claiming authority. So, we so, did that in Longview, Texas, by the way. We we staked all 30 entrances into the city of Longview. For the whole city. For the whole city. We prayed for Jesus to be king, and we invited the Holy Spirit to come and work on the heart of every unbeliever, prepare him for the gospel. And crime had gone up for 25 straight years. And we did it in 2017 and 2018. Mike Bishop was the was the police chief, and I met him in the uh, July of 2018. So we'd already staked the city twice. Twice, yeah. And uh, when I met him, he said, uh, you did what? <laughs> I mean, it's a little confusing. I said, we took stake. He said, Bible verses? He said, okay. And you did this when? And I told him, and he said, I've been police chief 25 years. Crime has gone up every year since I've been here. But the last few years, crime has gone up drastically until you did that. Crime has dropped 45% in 18 months. He said, can I give you eight addresses to stake out where we're having daily calls for violence from gangs? I said, yes, sir. He gave me the eight addresses. Uh, that was in July. We got the team together in October and staked out all say eight city blocks. They were scattered all over town, different parts of town. Four months later, I called the gang detective, uh, Detective James Bray, and I said, how's it been on those eight city blocks since we staked it? He said, we were having daily calls in all eight locations. It stopped completely. We hadn't had a single call in any of the eight locations Come on, in four man. months. Thank you, Jesus. The Word of God is still God. powerful. He's still on the throne and prayer still works. It's the only Word that works. That's it's right. the only living document right. that cannot run dry because the author is, is, is still creating. He's That's not right. stopping. That's right. And He's, hard he's not the great I used to could. Come on, man. He's the I am because He still does. Yeah, and, and there's so much. Look, religion is the greatest enemy. <laughs> Of, of Christianity. it's it, we, we, we get so stuck. And my brothers, my Orthodox Jewish brothers, I my heart hurts for them because I go, guys, you, you're so faithful. You're so faithful to the old law. And we have to honor today. Old Testament, sure. old law. But Jesus came to fulfill the law and say, now I'm lifting a burden off of Free you. Us. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. Go and do great. Listen, a commandment was to his disciples, just 12. 12 boys, 11, and he replaced one. 12 boys, Pentecost, Holy Spirit falls, upper room, 120. Here we yep. go. And he goes, now go do greater work than and I, did. I. Well, last I checked, the blind saw, the lame walked, the That's death right. was resurrected. That's right. Come on. You know? And he came out of a tomb. And, He's still and, powerful. And, oh, He's my goodness. I mean, no, it's, it's absolutely time that the American believer, I don't even want to call it the, the, the true church, the the body of Christ, not the institutions. Right. Step into a rightful destiny as heirs to the kingdom of God and take the keys of heaven, the secrets of heaven, the power, and go to battle. Yes. And claim their cities back. Claim yes. their children back. Yes. Claim back government. Claim back whatever you think. Um, Irving, Texas heard about this and staked out the city of Irving in September of 2000. Do you go with the city 18. when you stay? I did. Didn't, they I could, but yeah. it's not about me. It's your no, city, not exactly. mine. I, yeah. We help people, but and it's not. And you say that, and I, and I love this about you. Number one, first thing you told me, hey, it's not the stakes. Make your own stakes. Make your own stakes. You don't need me. It's it's not this. It's the act of faith. That's why we named our ministry Active Faith. But I'm going to ask viewers to sow and pay it forward for others that can and bless this ministry and. And please do go to the website and order these. Man, number one, they're so well made. And I love this. I know at first scriptures were, were stickers, stick, stickers, stickers on. Mm -hmm. And then you had an amazing guy who just 
who just said, hey, I want to bless the ministry. And he molded, he made the molds. And these molds are not yeah. cheap. He They're called me. Cheap. He spent $10,000. Making uh, a mold. Where it's now, in, it's it's in the mold. Mm -hmm. The scripture's in the mold. And and then my understanding, if I'm not mistaken, he ran a million-dollar company. He and blessed, he started helping me. He started helping you, blessed you with this. And his company exploded to become a $10 million company. Come That's on. the last he told me. Come on. By the way, this document of how to do this is free on my website. Again, you don't need me. No. If you want to help me, great. But no, please. But I'm God, asking God's people taking to help. care of yeah. Thank you for saying that. But just, I'm just not asking for that. Just do it anyway. Do it. The verses are on the back of the document. It's a free download. How to stake anything in the store that you click on at active-faith.org. Anything you say, it'll say right there. It'll say free document PDF, and you can download it, print it, use it. Uh, in fact, I had recently had a lady call me from Memphis. In fact, I went to NRB. You know what NRB? Is, of National course, Religious I've Broadcast. been many times. I figured you had. And so I walked up to the Ark booth this year. Yeah. And I, I love that. I was there the day the Ark opened. I love that the exhibit. And so In Kentucky. This, yeah. And that another thing people should go visit. Absolutely. Everybody should. Yeah. So I'm walking up the exhibit, and this, this blonde-headed lady is walking toward me. She sees I'm interested in their exhibit. And I said, ma'am, I love what you're doing. I was there the day the Ark opened. I love Ken Ham and his teaching. And she said, you're Steve Hemphill. I said, how do you know my name? She said, do you remember the phone call from the lady in Memphis? I said, yes. She said, my son when I called you, was in a psychiatric hospital hallucinating and cussing. And he started listening to Billie Eilish music, which is satanic music. Other than that, he was a great Christian kid. He was being pursued by colleges for a basketball scholarship. We couldn't even visit him because it was during COVID. And you told me to download the free document, how to stake your property and make copies of the verses on the back and put them all around his hospital room. We couldn't even go. So we got him to the nurse and the nurse did it. She put him under his pillow, under the four corners of his bed, and in the corners of his room. The next day, he woke up fine, led a Bible study for that wing of the hospital. She's crying, telling me this story, saying he, he taught at Bible camp all summer, and he wears your bracelet that says 1 John 4, 4, he that's in us is greater than he that's in the world, and he has the plastic cards with the same verses on them in his billfold, in his pocket, in his you phone case. Out. And she said, he's fine, and you're right, God's word is still powerful. Thank you for teaching us that. You can't make this stuff up. No, folks, no, no, you no, just no. can't. God's and, word. And, and look, is we it. we we can't. Anybody that denies this, Steve. Look, I, I love it when people start trying to deny Christ. Then I go, okay, let's go outside of the Christian religion. Let's go to other religions and see. Let's go see if you know in other religions they think the spiritual and the supernatural is real. And then you find out the, right. the, their foundation. Is the supernatural absolutely it's just the every dark of side of it that's right. every other religion it look i'm from africa and they don't have an empty tomb we have an empty tomb we have an empty tomb they don't serve a living god that's right none of them that's right. none of them serve a god that sacrificed his only son for them none of them serve a god that says i could make you choose me but i'm giving you free choice because right. i want fellowship with absolutely. you absolutely I, i i want i'm jealous for you i want you to be jealous for me i um let me look, tell you one of my favorite stories Can I tell you one of my favorite stories? Yeah. Go ahead. You go first. I interrupted Being you. from Africa, um, we have 14 official tribes in South Africa. We yeah. have 14 official languages in South Africa. Now, go figure that out on the back of a cereal box. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Name changes. It's insane, oh, right? Yeah. The Zulus can't work with the Pandis, with the, Ven with the Kozas, with the South Sutus. They hate each other. All of them have what's called Sangomas, which is witch doctors. Yes. Today, 2022. Yes. They will go and kill a child, sacrifice a child yes. to their gods, and eat the brains. Insane. Yeah. Insane stuff. And they'll pay a witch doctor to, to put a spell on a curse on somebody else to have them killed. And they will 
they will absolutely cast curses and spells. Yep. They engage in they the supernatural. They know. Then you go to African countries and, and cities that get filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now they know both sides of the spectrum. Yes. They have real experience, historic experience. Their ancestors, they pray to the yeah. moon and the sun. Go to the natives in Hawaii. Yeah. Go, just go spend time, not on the beach. Go into the mountains. Right. Go to the locals mm-hmm. and, and ask them when they pray and worship. Go to the Native Americans. They saved the bones okay? of their ancestors. Oh, come on. You can't even in Africa move. You can't build a building because there's a certain procedure on how to move the bones or the gods would be upset. Yeah. So now imagine if you're raised that way, you've, you've seen the dark side and believe in it, and all of a sudden you get filled up with the Holy Spirit. That's why we see miracles in Africa That's right. because they believe with a faith. Forget about a mustard seed faith. A mountain's worth of faith because they've seen the dark side. Right. They understand the supernatural. So when they embrace God, they don't embrace God superficially. They embrace the supernatural, the spiritual, the real power of God. And that's why a pastor that doesn't even have a Bible in Africa, watch arms grow back. That's right. Literally. Yeah. Dead walking. It's Teeth scripture. grow back in. I've heard lots of stories. Because they know the spiritual it's part of their DNA, and they're called, they break and rank, actually, absolutely. to go to the Holy Spirit. And Satan works different in different countries. Yeah. If he, oh, if yes. he knows they, where no, there's territories. That's right. You fly into Vegas, you feel it. That's right. You feel if, it. If he started possessing people here like he does in Africa, we'd all run to church. So he knows that wouldn't work here. So he just uses porn and other things here absolutely. that pull us away. Absolutely. Gambling, whatever. Yeah. Tell me that story. Uh, uh, one of my favorite stories is this. I... I my mind's eye, what I was picturing happening in the spiritual realm as we stake a home is that it's building that Nehemiah wall, a wall of protection, and that the enemy can't come in it, but but humans can cross the line. Okay. That was my picture, mental picture. Okay. The other day, in fact, we just videoed this lady. It's this video of her testimony is about to be on our website too. She's, she, called, she emails me. She's from Bogota, Texas. It's between uh, Paris and Longview, 30, 45 minutes from my house. And she says, you don't know me, but I watch your YouTube channel, and I love what you're doing. I told my sister in Wisconsin about you, and she watched it and loved it. So she decided to download your free document, How to Stake Your Property, and she went to Home Depot. She bought some stakes. She wrote your verses all over them, and then she added a couple that was applicable to her family. And she staked the corners of her property and prayed and asked God to make it a clean, you know, safe. Three weeks later, her three-year-old grandson comes over for a Saturday play day. You know, mama's got some shopping yep, to do. Yep. So she's, he says, let's go play in the front yard, Grandma. So they're walking out to the front yard, and they're down going the front steps, and he says, Grandma, stop. There are big, mad men out there. They're so mad, they're stomping their feet. They're mad because they can't come in here. She said, that's right, honey. God's word is powerful, and it protects us here. We're safe from them. He said, okay, good, let's play. It's a sanctuary. So God confirmed what I was picturing in my mind. I have thousands of stories. Steve, like I say that. this to I say this to people. So much happened happened at at Pentecost. So much happened when the Holy Spirit fell. So much authority transferred from heaven into the body of Christ. Amen. It wasn't like that before. It was like Moses. We need an answer from God. Go up the mountain and go talk to God and bring down an answer. They it had wasn't to have a, him back then. It was not a or or whoever it yeah. was at the time. Joshua. Right? Now it's like, no, 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 Steve. God says you are the temple of God. That's right. You're the temple of God. 
you're an ark of the covenant. You're carrying what is sacred. Every single son of God carries what's sacred. Well, how was the ark of the covenant handled? You touched it without authority. You died. That's right. On the spot. Our authority gives us the right Come on. to go into the territories. God owns the planet. I've had people ask me, do I have the authority to go stake out my courthouse? I go, first of all, you're a taxpayer, your but father more owns than that, it. your father owns the planet, you know. One guy in, in Plano told me, he, he pulled me aside after I spoke one day, and he goes, listen, I, my first wife was a drug addict, and I didn't know it. She went to prison for drugs. And when she got out, you know, I got the kids. I remarried somebody else. I've got a life now. She got out of prison after years, and she sued for custody of the kids. She wants drug money because if I give her child yeah. support, she, she can buy drugs. And so obviously I fought it and won, but she did it a second year, third year. She just filed again for custody. What should I do? It's yeah. disruptive and expensive. Our kids get upset every time it happens. I said, well, I'd stake the courthouse. That's where the decision's being made. And he said, great idea. He staked the courthouse and she dropped it. He didn't even have to hire a lawyer. The word of God is powerful. Trumps, Luke 10, 19 all. says, Jesus gave us all authority over all the power of the enemy. So we have the authority. And if we have the faith to go with it, then that's the key to spiritual warfare. Prayer's the vehicle. Let me say that again. Authority Absolutely. and faith are the keys. Prayer is the vehicle of how we hey, win hey, this thing. Look, I, goodness, we we are. Dave Beering is an amazing pastor. He's in Nashville, Franklin, Tennessee. Yep. Dave is a pastor of pastors, Lion Share Ministries. And Dave and I sit in a place called Meredith's in Puckett's in Franklin, downtown Franklin. We're having a coffee. And um, we're talking about faith. We're talking about, and he goes, Yaku, uh, we're spiritual gluttons in America. We are so overfed with sermons yes. that we are gluttons. We're fat with information, but very poor in application Amen. in going to war. This is rubber meets the road. And it's, this is rubber meets the road. <laughs> and it's become an American church that says, God will do it. And he goes, but I gave you the authority. That's right. I told you to go to the sick. Church, I told church you, is a battleship, and we treat it like a cruise ship. Yeah, well, listen, man, and it's a hospital. It's a, you're That's supposed right. to stumble in there and going, listen, I spent everything I got. Yeah. Fill me up. And, and so so without faith, it's it's the active. It's like, a, it's like a Ferrari with no key. That's right, or no gas. No gas. You, the thing can't combust, and faith does it. That's right. And, and God literally, he speaks. That's why. I mean, imagine if he said you need faith of a mountain. He said a mustard seed, a mustard seed. It's You look at a mustard seed and you go, really, that's it? And he goes, that's how little faith that's right. we actually operate in, having it all. Um, Dan, what I love. We, Dan, I, who's here, who's a producer. And Dan, these guys have been walking properties. My, my, <laughs> I get to Africa once and my, my cousin, Franco, he's building a new building. He built a church on his property because so many, uh, you know, squatters, squalors would come and they just yeah. show up, right? He's like, listen, I'm going to build a church on the property. And they're pouring concrete in this church, and he's dropping Bibles. Yeah, in the concrete. In the concrete. He understands this okay. principle. Dropping Bibles in the concrete. I've done okay. that. And and it's just, you can't, nothing that stands against the Word of God will prevail. Nothing. And I want families, American families, when we talk about politics, civil duty, showing up at the school board, show up at the school board, but stake the school. Amen. Claim it back for the kingdom of God. I recently found out they staked Hearn, Virginia. And when they staked the city of Hearn, it had two acres that was in the adjoining county. 
and the two acres was the guy that, that was involved in it called and said, we realized later that two acres that was in the other county what included the administration building for that school district. And right after we staked it, it came out that the school district was going to support transgenders, calling them not he or she, but they and all that. And that became public. And the governor supported it publicly. And that caused the election to go the other way. And a conservative is in the governorship now up there, which hadn't happened in years and years Yunkin. and years. The power of the word of God made a difference in that election. Yeah, oh, there's no doubt. No, there's uh, no question. My, my new ministry favorite verse, verse, and I looked this up, just read it to you, is, is talking about Abraham and his faith. It's from James 2, verse 21. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. Yeah. That's what this is. You've got to walk the Word of God out in the physical. That's right. It's an act of faith. Amen. You have to walk it out. Can God heal people without us? Of course. Yeah. But He's such a loving God. He wants to participate. He wants to walk, work through Steve, through Yaku. And He says, Son, because He knows if I go tonight and I stake a school building and there's change, I'm changed. That's right. When God uses you to That's perform right. a miracle, no no one will ever convince you otherwise. And right. it actually grows your intimacy with God. As God does a miracle through you to someone else, he's actually changing you. Amen. He's changing you forever. Uh, um, I, I just I'm gonna ask Rebecca to pull up a scripture. Um, can you pull up Matthew 26, 53? Please. I want to talk about this real quick with you. Okay. If you don't mind. No. I bring this up with some pastors. I've got some amazing pastoral friends, pastors who really get it. And they're like a tribe, man. They're yeah. radical. Yeah. I mean, I, I call it savage Christianity. Yeah. Just want more. They've overcome the religious oh, spirit. Oh, just, I want more and I want all of it. Yeah. I want all of it. If yeah. there's something God's doing, I want it. I want to be part of it. Send me to the front line. I want us to read this. Um, Matthew 26, 53. Where's 53. Um, do you think I cannot yeah. now pray? Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my Father, and this is Jesus speaking, and He will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? This is, of course, right before they, you know, right yeah. before they, they capture Jesus for His crucifixion. Right. How then could the Scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen thus? And what he's talking about is here, do you not think I can command legions of angels? Do you not think I can right now here stand and pray? Well, wait a minute. If we're made in his image, and he says, go do greater works than I. So I have this conversation with some pastors, and some guys kick against, and they said, guys, we can command legions of angels. Not just speak against demons, but also ask God to send legions of angels to go war on behalf Amen. of someone, to stand in the gap. Amen. Right. And this is what this is standing in the gap. Exactly. Maybe it's not for you, but if you hear there's some school in your community and you're a grandfather and your son doesn't even go to the school, you don't have kids in the school, go stake the school. Claim it back for the kingdom of God. Claim your home back. We've done that. I've got some stories about that. People it have. Works. To, we. Why is this not taught in church? Why are we not teaching the, the, the power of. We, we've, of the Word of God in, in this context, amen. Steve. Amen. I'm with you 100%. We, we have said, pray harder. Just pray harder. That not, that's not in the Bible. Do you remember the woman with the issue of blood? Yeah. You think she was praying or not? I mean, I'm thinking she did prayer 24-7. She couldn't even, she had to say, stay six feet away, put your mask on, I might be contagious, I spent all my money and I'm no better. But she decides 
that if she touches the hem of Jesus, she'll be healed. By the way, why would she decide that? There's no command or yeah. example of it. You know, and, and it's disobedient. She's supposed to be saying, unclean, unclean, stay back from me. So she's disobedient by violating the law and going to Jesus' him and touching him, and then she is healed because she acted on her belief that touching would heal. It wasn't a magic hymn. No. It was an act of faith. It's faith. And that's what we're talking about here. It, it, this, is, this is why the Lord said, if you believe, if you believe, you will tell this mountain to throw itself in the ocean. And it will happen. And it will happen. It, is, it, is, it should bother us deeply how little we act in faith. Act in faith. Amen. Not sit on the couch and say, God will do it. Well, God will do it. I'm saved. I gave my life to the Lord. I hear this so often by people. God will do it. Now, get off the couch and go do it. He'll Another do it through thing you. connected to that idea, I love that idea, is remember that even Jesus taught in Mark 9 that sometimes prayer alone is not enough. Mm -hmm. When the disciples tried to cast out a demon and couldn't, and Jesus did, they came. They were embarrassed. They came and said, well, how come we couldn't cast that? He said, that kind, see, there's different kinds. There's, there's principalities, power, spirits, and authorities. There's generals, captains, Absolute. sergeants, there's and privates. There's a hierarchy They're organized. with Satan yeah. at the top. So he says, that kind takes prayer and Fasting. Fasting. So that's a weapon. And you got prayer plus touch, one with the issue of blood. Prayer yeah. plus oil, James 5. I'm up to 55 weapons yep. from Scripture. Those are the next series of books I'm working on. Yeah. The idea is you keep adding weapons to what you're praying for begins to happen. Don't give up and say, well, God doesn't answer prayer anymore. Or, you know, I just need to pray harder. But There's he's no already... Verses, no, but said. Steve, people say God doesn't answer prayer. And I go, guys, he's released the fullness of the kingdom of heaven, full inheritance, all that's of right. it. That's right. All of it. This guy does not... God didn't say, well, by, by measure, no. I release my kingdom into you. You have full authority to, in my name and by my power, That's go right. and, and go disciple the nations. And in Amen. the process, heal the sick. That's right. Clothe the naked. Feed the hungry. And Prove drive out the demons. Amen. Claim the city back. That's Claim right. the family it back. Works. And so, and I'm, I'm convinced that sickness, illness, we know epilepsy. We know it's demonic. One lady came we know to me it's and said, Steve, she started crying. She said, Steve, I've been agoraphobic for 22 years. And I said, ma'am, I've been stupid longer than that. What is, I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> she said, well, it's a fear of crowds. <clears throat> and I said, oh, I, did, I never heard. So she said, I've been at home 22 years. I couldn't leave my house. My husband has a home business because he was scared. Completely paralyzed in, she in, said, in being She said, no like doctor could help. No medicine helps. I've been on every kind of medicine, but we. she's crying telling me this. Her daddy is sitting right beside her. She said, you're right. God's word is powerful. We staked our property, and I am cured. I don't need any medicine. I can get in my car and drive and see friends now. My whole world has changed. Thank you for teaching me the word of God is still powerful. You know, I want our, my wife, and I know Philip is going to watch this, and she's going to go, thank you for talking about this. She is on this absolute, unrelenting journey of of having our nation repent Amen. repent Amen. repent repent true repentance and you cannot truly repent until you're first convicted you need to be convicted of man what what have we done That's when right. we talk abortion yes Let's talk repentance. Because we're deceived into thinking that's okay. And so what I see happening, when I stake a piece of property and a human being walks across the line, he's been deceived by an enemy, that enemy has to stay outside that square. And now his mind is clear and he can hear the sermon properly. And he goes, I need to repent. That's my goal for doing this, is that the deception that we're under goes away because we have safe areas, safe you, zones. You just brought something up. And this is scripture. God, God says this. He says, you can be deceived. Now, to be deceived, 
this is how in the world we are where we fight human trafficking and we fight child sex exploitation. Yes. Predators deceive Abortion. a victim. They deceive people. You can be deceived by a human being or you can be under the spirit of deception. Take captive every thought. Very different. Very different. Being under the spirit of deception is a spiritual agreement. You have given access and right of passage and authority and, and a foothold to Satan. Demons... When that little girl said, now you go, they bound his mouth. But he didn't leave until she cast right. him out. I have. Um, I was in South Africa. I have an amazing friend, amazing pastor, Mario Stein, uh, at, at Living Word in, in, in Pretoria, South Africa. He came to me and he's like, Yaku, it's a prayer line about an hour and a half after a sermon I preached. He said, this, this girl, her family, they want you to pray for her, but uh, we've tried. She's there's a possession. Mm-hmm. Long story short, we enter into what modern day we would call an exorcism, right? Yeah. And Steve, I, I, it's too long a story to get into it. Yeah. I'm telling you, I have had voices come out of little girls, 120 pounds. Yeah, me too. Where the father told me the day before, she, she grabbed my hands as I was praying for her. God told me not to touch her, okay? I'm praying over her and she grabs my arms. And as I'm praying, she starts twisting my arm right and i'm realizing she is going to break my arm and i'm a big guy i'm six yeah. foot three almost 200 plus pounds this yeah. is a little girl okay and it's i'm not we're dealing with something else here and god says to me just start saying jesus jesus nothing else i'm not even praying at this point i'm just saying jesus every time i say jesus her head snaps back yes Bam. like i thought her neck was gonna break her yes. head snaps and this voice comes out of this girl right that is there's no baritone manly voice. It is, and this voice yep. calls me by name, mm-hmm. right, and starts quoting scripture, and says, tells me he knows the word of God. Sure, right? sure they do. And God tells me, tell me you do, but he also knows he's under that authority. That's right. And the girl drops to the floor, falls right, and starts weeping uncontrollably. Insane stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? That you would go, this is a movie. No, no, it's real. People are living under mm-hmm. bondage in while Texas. being saved. Yes. Not inhabited by yes. demons, but attacked by demons. It's like I, I say I, I say it like this. You're filled with the Holy Spirit, but you can allow Satan and a demon to get a hook into you, to torment you, to chastise you, to taunt you, to come after you. Porn is one of the ways. Come on. One guy told me it's yeah, porn is a it's gate. A gateway. One guy told me he started to notice after I taught on this with demons and porn, he said I started to notice the days I looked at porn were the nights my kids had nightmares. And it dawned on me that as I was doing something wrong, it was letting the enemy into my not just my home. life, my home and hurting my uh. kids. He said that helped me get clean. He called to tell me that. Come on. So I I'm mean, learning now, now, but come on, Steve. Now we're learning together as we're sitting. Now yeah. let's unpack. Golly, we should talk for seven and a half hours. Now <laughs> let's unpack our responsibility as fathers and mothers, as, as men of God of a household. This is a whole different level of responsibility. The churches aren't teaching it, so the families have to. Absolutely. And that's what but my now as a father, I better make sure, Yes, all of us, I yes. tell men this all the time. They go, Yaku, we want to help you fight sex trafficking. And I say, okay. And I, and I even say, are you part of the problem? And they get really wholly offended. Yeah. What do you mean? I said, well, do you watch porn? Yeah, well. I'm like, you're part of the problem. Yeah. You're feeding the beast. That's right. You're demanding sexual exploitation of women. You're demanding sexual content, and you're opening a gateway yes. in your house. Yes. That's not. And people go, well, porn doesn't hurt anybody. Really? 
Really, you just opened a rite of passage to your children for crying out loud. Here's what else that people don't think about. I'm a Christian. I got the Holy Spirit. Like you just said, he lives in us. I start looking at porn. What do you think the Holy Spirit's going to do while I'm looking at porn? Because he ain't going to stay here. See, that makes him back off and makes me vulnerable to an evil spirit. That's one of the problems is you're letting an enemy in and you're pushing away the spirit it's kinda, of God. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, I'll give you a cloud by day and fire by night and don't move out from under the cloud. And look, I'll, I'll say, look, this is, we can unpack this forever, but I, I want to kind of bring this to a close here and, and, and please come back. I'd love to. Please come back. I'd love and, to. And, and, um, I want to tell you about my stickers next time you, with the different no, you're issues. Gonna t- no, you're going to tell the stickers now. You're going to okay. tell them it now. Okay. But I want to say this real quick. I just want to talk to the fathers watching and the moms. And I know the moms are going to yank the father's arms and go, you got to watch this episode. <laughs> People, please. People have to see this episode. And it's not about me. It's not about Steve. It no. is about the desperate need we have in this nation for our children to once again have people parents that stand in the gap for them that cover them protect them so that they can grow up with innocence and purity and meet god under healthy terms not in a rehab center after a rape so i'm begging for american families to take ownership and step in and do this get into the word of god proclaim the word of god read it out loud in your house stake your property I don't care if your neighbor thinks you're crazy. If you lose a friend, that wasn't a friend to begin with. Read Ephesians 6. Come on. Just go home and read Ephesians 6 Just no, if you do nothing else. Tell us about the stickers. Uh, okay, first of all, I'm working on a video series about how Satan is targeting the children in Christian homes. You see, if he can get the children in Christian homes... So everything we see today. Just wipe the church out in one talking, generation. I mean, what do you, yeah. I mean look so at what as people would come to me and tell me their stories, it led to this stickers idea. Here's what I mean. They come and they go... Uh, they might have a story like, Oh, Steve, I'm in college and I'm studying... To, I want to get in med school and I'm scared to death that, that I can't get good enough grades. And so would you pray for me? And I said, Well, wait a minute. Just write that on the stake. And I said, they said, Write what on the stake? I said, Well, you just told me fear. You said, You're scared to death. You're not going to have good enough grade. So put on here, no fear. Yeah. And they go... Oh, that's rocket science. They think I'm a rocket scientist. You know, all I did was spit the words back to them. They just said, this is not rocket science. No. But I started to realize that when people tell me their stories, they're not even catching the key words they're telling me. But that's being deceived. That's, that's right. Being, they're under deception. God, remove the scales from our eyes. Why are we praying that? Because we Amen. literally are like sleepwalking and yes. not seeing what yes. we're supposed to be seeing. So we, when I spit the words out to them, they get it. So I said, okay, if I came up with a series of stickers, we have 40 stickers. Okay. They're long and skinny. They'll fit on the stake. And they stake. stick them on the stake. That, on and the that's, stake. With the, that's with the scripture. Yeah, you and, still and, got that. And the, I want people also to know, it's not the method. No. That's the power. It's the it's word the of God. Of faith and the word of God. Faith. That's all it is. Uh, so we have 40 stickers. For example, witchcraft. No witchcraft spirit may stay. These are called statement stickers. We mm-hmm. also have scripture stickers. Now, this is a fun one to share. Self-discipline has a bunch of verses about self-discipline. This came about because an, a young lady in Nashville called me one day. She doesn't know your mother-in-law, but she knows a lot of the same people she knows. And she said, oh, Mr. Hempel, she said, I loved your teaching about the strategic placing of God's word around people. And I started thinking about my best friend who's been trying to lose 15 pounds for three years. She can't lose it. No diet works. And She's gaining weight. So I wrote down some verses about self-discipline, and I wrote them on a piece of duct tape. And the next time I was at her house, I stuck them on the bottom of her bathroom scales. Three weeks later, called. She said, I've lost 15 pounds. She said, well, go look on the bottom of your bathroom scales. God's words where you got the power. 
Come on. So we have a, a verse sticker on self-discipline. Yeah. Every time I teach that, I look, I, and I'm I, telling I, you this. I, I'll say this. I know people are watching this episode right now. Say, listen, Yaku's done some radical stuff. I mean, Yaku's talking about seeing demons, and uh, Yaku's losing his mind. I tell you this. What do you have to lose to take a little? And a very well made, by the way. My kids' tent stakes aren't this well made. <laughs> what do you have to lose to take a stake and and drive it in the ground and proclaiming the word of God? Have you not tried pills, doctors? Have you not tried suicide? Psychiatrists. Uh, Come on. Nothing Come works. on. This is the hour for Americans to get set free, to truly be mm-hmm. the nation God called us to be, the lamp and the light on the hill to point toward Jesus Christ. There's a reason this nation is not mentioned by name in the Bible, but it's only referenced twice as the eagle that carries Israel. We have a responsibility to our children yeah. uh, and to disciple the nation. Steve, we, I'm not enough time, brother, but Thank God you bless me. you. Here's what we're going to do when we wrap this. We're going to stake the studio. Okay. We're going to go to the four corners of the studio <laughs> and watch what comes out of the studio. I'm excited. God always blesses it. You, and you can't hurt I'm, anything. No. It can help lots. It's can according I'm, to your faith. They yeah, were healed according yeah. to their faith. Yeah, absolutely. People say, well, that wouldn't work. I, you know, well, then, then don't buy any steaks and do it. Because yeah. it won't work. Soldier you say, walks I'm going to pray, up, but it won't help. Soldier so. walks up to Jesus and says, listen, my, my servant, this is a Roman soldier, by the way, doesn't believe in Jesus. Right. But he hurt and he saw. And he's like, wait a minute. What if I sneak away? Break rank completely, right? Go to Jesus. Yeah, listen, my my servant is ill. Actually, he's he's dying. Um, but you don't need to come to my house. I believe. You understood authority. You just say the word. Jesus says, "Go, he'll be well." Get he hadn't seen faith well. like that in all of Israel. All of Israel, in even in the Sanhedrin, he had not seen faith like coming <laughs> out of a Roman soldier. He said, "You don't even have to come. I don't even think you need to touch him. Just say it." People ask me, what do you do about the people that are laughing at you? I say, oh, that's easy. I don't focus on them. I focus on the people call me crying saying this brought their daughter out of lesbianism or this helped their son walk away from the suicide. Oh, brother. The homosexual spirit? It's one of our stickers. We need to break things in this country that hurts people and harms people like pornography, abuse, divorce, abortion, financial disaster. Go stake your bank. Go stake your business, your job site. Stake your customers and watch them bloom and then buy more from you. I have so many stories I could tell you. It would take years. (laughs) Guys, before we go, we're going to remind you that Patriot Mobile stands with us. They are the only Christian conservative cell phone company in the United States. Uh, Great service, great customer service. Give them a ring, 972-PATRIOT. And then I also want to tell you about, you know, I talked about my mother-in-law. You know, Arbon protein is an incredible protein. I want you to put clean and healthy things in your body. We'll give you a link. It'll be in the description of the show. Um, I'm a former professional athlete. Uh, whey protein really is bad for your body. Get a clean, green, plant-based protein, Arbon protein. It really works. It tastes amazing. And then listen, Steve Hempel, we're going to put his website up. Get the steaks. I know you can make them yourself. And please do it. If you can't buy it, if you can't get to the website, just do it. Just claim the word of God of your property. But I'm asking you to support Steve Hemphill. Go to his website. You'll see the link in the description below. The stickers, all the stuff. It's amazing. In the books, there's two books we have. Two books we haven't even gotten into, Steve. You're going to come back. Okay. We're going to get into God's power. 
We're going to get into... This is a journal edition and a regular edition. Regular journal. And of course, I love this. Prayers that Satan hates. Let's pray those prayers. <laughs> the prayers... The prayers that God speaks over us, the, how God sees you, who God says you are as his son and daughter. Uh, it's been an honor, man. Hey, thank you for having bless me. Bless you, bless you. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys next time.